Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to a bonus episode of Cinematic Universe. I'm your host, James Hunt, and joining me is... It's Reese Williamson from yeah. Beyond. Reese <laughs> Williamson. Reese Spooky zombie. Williamson. <laughs> the zombie that replaced Reese. Yes, uh, yeah. brains, brain, brain, prod, <laughs> podcast, brains, brains, uh, Halloween, spooky, spooky, spooky time, ghosts, vampires, and the rest, and the rest. Yeah, we are, we're recording this. We're yeah. recording this on Halloween, and Hell we'll also yeah. be releasing it on Halloween. There is, there's no other Halloween connection. This is the spook. Oh, you are. Apart from the, we're also talking about a spooky Halloween project. Yeah, which. You will remember they released sometime around <laughs> the start of October, yeah. <laughs> yes, um, but you know it's one like you know they generally do release horror films in in theaters um, a few weeks before actual Halloween moment because that's true. That's true. I guess I guess the, you know now we're getting. I feel like Halloween is just especially in the UK is just a it's coming on leaps and bounds every year. It feels like it's like you know just a big you know it's almost like a lot it's sort of like a whole month's worth of celebration yeah like in like in america where the first of october is the start of halloween month and then everything (laughs) is pumpkins for an entire (laughs) four-week period yeah it's weird yeah it's weird it's it's because because also like christmas oh there's a big guy you get presents it's fun halloween's like oh no what if murder murder and scary and sad um let's celebrate it more of that (laughs) and and Uh, you can dress up slutty as well yeah, I mean, I'm dressed. I am dressed in my sluttiest um, outfit. Oh yeah, tonight. me too. Me too. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. That's uh, and then the, well, after three, three, we'll say what we're wearing. Three, two, one. <laughs> well, jeans. Yeah, well, <laughs> werewolf. <laughs> uh, we'll get to it. But he's yeah, he's a very slutty werewolf, um, slutty, sexy werewolf. Gile, Gile, Garcia Banal uh, in Werewolf by Night. I, that's every time I say the title, I want to say that's how I feel like it should be said. Werewolf by Night. Like he's sort of he's cheeky, you know. <laughs> he's well, a werewolf like, like it's on his business card yeah yes <laughs> werewolf by night like lawyer lawyer by day werewolf by night i still i still think when else would you be a werewolf well that's the thing uh, and also i said this to my flatmate just now when we, i watched i just watched rewatched the, the i was gonna call it the episode i mean it's it's kind of an episode of of monsters monsters time um it's always it's also it's not he's not really werewolf by night he's werewolf by one night a month that would be yeah. if you were going to give him the full, you know, to describe his werewolf time. Um, because in the comics, and so, okay, let's maybe let's start. We'll go into it, right? Let's In the comics, he's... Who is he in the comics? Who is Werewolf by Night? What's going on? What's I mean, he's, he is still Jack Russell in the comics, right? Um, he is a werewolf... Uh, <laughs> by night? <laughs> just, just in the classic mould, right? I don't okay. think there's okay. any twist to that. I thought he. I thought there was though. I thought he was more like a Hulk type, where he could, where he was a bit more aware of his human side, and he could sort of go back, go in and out, go back and forth. If I, if I just, if I just made that up. Uh, I mean, you know, it's like all comics, right? You know, he goes through different mm. incarnations and different interpretations. I think mostly he just sort of turned up in the kind of seventies horror comic renaissance. Right, and he was just he was just uh just a regular werewolf back then. It is so again the title then the title of the character again is is even funnier because it's like okay we're going to introduce a character to the to in the comics what's his deal he's a werewolf anything extra no okay 
what should we call him? Hmm. Werewolf? No, not enough. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> what about Werewolf by Night? <laughs> Great. It's yeah, just, sure. It's just really simple. Like, is what a werewolf is. It's like, it's like saying, it'd be like a vampire with teeth. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they do have teeth. They all, they all do. Yeah. Zombie eats brains. <laughs> I can see this is the whole. This is this is all going to be this corner. This new corner of the the, the MCU. It's all going to be that'll be. Those will be the titles for all of them. Can't yeah, wait. I mean, it is. It does have that kind of seventies schlock campness to it, though, doesn't it? Yes. Like, and that that clearly informs the the episode of the thing that Michael Giacchino directed. Michael Giacchino, Joe's Joe, who unfortunately can't be on this episode because he's uh, doing something else or whatever. Uh, <laughs> he he got married. Michael Giacchino married him or something. I forget the details. But no, he, wa- he walked down the aisle to the lost theme tune. Yeah, they're like the best. You know, the bezies. He, he cries every time he hears a Giacchino score. I, you know, who knows what he what he will make of this. <laughs> Um, let's, but let's, let's, should we just, what did you, did you like well by, well, by night? <laughs> <laughs> well, first, I just want to give a quick synopsis of what actually happens in this. Ooh, okay. Which is that, uh, a bunch of sort of vaguely supernatural characters are brought together to inherit the bloodstone, which is a supernatural artifact that is the only, it's the only thing in color in this entire episode. Everything until else is end. black and white, the bloodstone, until the end, until the end yeah. Everything's black and white. The bloodstone is red. Glows red like a sort of Schindler's List thing, right? Yeah, you know, the, one of the many comparisons between this and Schindler's List. Which sure, yeah. We'll get to. We'll get to. We'll get yeah. to those. Loads and loads of comparisons. <laughs> Ralph Fiennes is in this, which is crazy, I thought. Yeah. Um, uh, they come together and they're, um, they're asked to hunt down a monster. And, you know, I, I don't want to spoil any more than that. Although we will mention who the monster is, because that was a fun one. But um, and yeah, what it's about an hour long, is it? It's fifty-four minutes. Uh, and the only reason minutes. I know this is because I had to time it exactly before we recorded it to watch it again. <laughs> so really, I'm very precise, and I have to know exactly how many credits there's going to be. Because I'm like, okay, I'm going to walk in the door, I'm going to press play on the D- on D plus, yeah. and then when it finishes, I'm on the pod. Um, it's fifty-four, <laughs> uh, and then like six minutes of credit. So it's it's yeah, forty. What is that? Forty-eight. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sounds about so it's, right. It's pretty close to it's pretty close to a well, it's under a you know pres- the prestige TV where you get a full hour of of uh, you know of an, of an episode of TV. It's not even that. It's you know it's forty-eight minutes. Sure. <laughs> but I thought it was quite good. I, I had fun with it. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of very effusive praise, which I think is maybe stretching it a bit. Like it was less, it was less stylized than I was expecting based on what people were saying on Twitter. Hmm. But I broadly enjoyed it. I thought it felt sort of Buffy-esque um, ooh, ooh, without okay. having a sort of raging misogyno at the at the heart of it. That we know of. Sure. <laughs> that we know. <laughs> um, It'll all come out in the wash. Yeah. <laughs> It'll come out and then Joe, I think Joe will have to get divorced at that point. I think that's legally what would happen. Yeah, happen. yeah. Absolutely. Just a shame. A shame for his wife. Um... <laughs> Uh, yes, I thought it was really fun. Uh, I thought it was, I mean, it was better than every episode of She-Hulk, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's fair. Most, most episodes. But it, it was, was definitely, it was definitely one of the better things Marvel has done on TV. And I sort of wonder if the, the fact that it was a kind of one-off short film type experience, uh, helped that. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also I thought, I thought, I think you totally got, you know, Michael Giacchino, you know, he's he's a very well known current you know, filmmaker. I don't know if that's the word right. He's a composer, right? He's a composer, yeah. And he's um you know in that top, top, top tier of kind of current Hollywood composers, I'd say. Um but he hasn't directed before. You know, he's not even a short really, you know, that you can find this is his absolute his first credited director, um, you know, directing credit. Uh and I just thought you could also that it, it just it felt um it had it had the energy of somebody who was who had something to prove, you know, who wanted to yeah, fill. Yeah, you can always tell, can't you? With when, ideas, yeah. Yeah, when when someone is you know has a gig that is high profile and they really want to make a point, like we saw it, for example, in the um, Adil and Bilal episodes of Ms. Mm. Marvel, or um, I forget who it was who did the Hawkeye one. Was it them as well? Maybe. But, you know, when when they think, okay, I've got 45 minutes, I'm going to do my best to make something for the show real. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and yeah, th- this had that kind of inventiveness to it. Yes, I mean, there's a you know, there's a couple of you know, the action, the sort of the big action, the big werewolf by night action sequence is really <laughs> is you know really really well put together. Um, and there's that lovely there's that lovely shot that I think is like one of the key you know, key bits of imagery of her as she's watching him transform. Um, that I thought was just, yeah, it was really well. That's really, obviously the, obviously the DP plays a role and all that stuff, but that's, that's really nicely composed. And then I think that the, the tonal stuff as well, you know, that's, that's, that is a real, that's really the, the sort of the sole job of the director. I feel like I've read before. Yeah. Uh, not a book, like a tweet or some shit where it's like really, <laughs> really a director's job. Really, if you really get down to it, a director's job is simply to, to kind of keep the tone of the project consistent between like between shots, between performances, between everything, because yeah. the, the director is the person in the chair saying action or amplifying or <laughs> give it a bit know. less, give it a bit more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I thought the tone of this was like kind of a tricky thing to to get right, um, and does. Well, I mean, you know, that's, it does change, that's but it, it stays consistent at least for me. I thought that's uh, it was interesting and well done. That's why I got the sort of Buffy vibes from it because it, it walks a really fine line of having genuine moments of horror and genuine execution of that horror, but also being quite fun and irreverent and sort of genre savvy without being, uh, what's the phrase without being, you know, glib or sarcastic Mm. about it. Like it, it it knew what it was doing homages to, um, but it didn't ever mock that stuff. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I, and I think that there's, there's a, you know, the sort of reveal. And we, are we okay to spoil? We have to. We have to spoil. Yeah, yeah. We, we have, have to, We have to spoil have it. To. If you haven't seen Werewolf by Night by this point, go and watch yeah, it. And then it's come good. Back, yeah. It's forty eight minutes. Uh, it probably shouldn't have been in black and white, but we get to that. Um, but yes, it's fun. Um, and Michael Giacchino, uh, maybe he can direct things. Yeah. Um, so I was going to spoil this thing, which was. Um, the, the the sort of reveal of why Jack's there and that he's friends with Man Thing, who also fucking rules. Man Thing is awesome. We'll talk about Man Thing for one hundred mm-hmm. hours, um, <laughs> <laughs> like that. You know, and then it kind of gets. That's the first sort of, you know, that's attention release. Like, oh, they're pals, and there's a silly, there's a silliness to that. I think then the episode could go in the direction of it's going to then take take the piss out of the whole sort of premise and all of the spook scary stuff. Whereas actually, once you then get back to they've been captured and you know he's going to turn into werewolf by night um then it's it uh it comes back to the solemnity actually and it and it works it kind of works yeah absolutely um i had i had no complaints about this broadly speaking um which means i'm interested to hear why you think it shouldn't have been black and white I just don't. I just not sure it added much, you know, um, because you know the, the 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 black and white thing is you can from the audience's point of view because there are reasons to do it from the productions end, you know, but sure. it's, it's cheaper, cheaper, right? Cheaper, easier to make look good. Yeah, yeah. special effects maybe not as expensive. Hundred percent. So that, but also we're talking about like the biggest media conglomerate in the world. So you'd hope that <laughs> you know we can save a bit. of Dosh is not a you know is it's not high on the. You would think, it? but if we've learned anything from yeah. the last two years of Disney Plus TV, is that number one on their list of considerations is how cheaply can we make this? So, <laughs> yes. and if and if there was, some, I mean, there will be some stat that's like, okay, okay, Michael, if you want like seven minutes of Mad Thing uh, in color, it's going to cost this much. Or you can have him for like twelve minutes in black and white, and it'll cost the same amount. And he's like, oh, "Okay, I'll take the, I'll take more for black and white." You know, but you know, I'm sure that's part of it. Obviously, you know, you obviously have also the, the, you know, it, it's an homage to, I, I guess, probably what it's going for most is the nineteen, you know, thirties Universal Monster Pictures, probably. Yeah. Um. But but I just missed, you know, the the thing you can do with black and white in in you know in modern cinema cinematic languages you can just use that contrast you know you can use your your down from a palette of you know endless to a palette of you know your between black and white broadly speaking um and you can use that to 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 play yeah to play with contrast and i just didn't really 
didn't see that as much in this. And, and you know, that bit in the end when you get um, over the rainbow and you get the her jacket turns red and you see fucking cool ass man thing, green with red <laughs> eyes. And you're like, oh, I just, I kind of kind of wanted to maybe see this for the whole, yeah. for the whole episode. Um, and you've got all the, you know, there's just all this, there's kind of, there's lots of fun colours with monster shit, you know? There's lots of weird rubies and emeralds and not the monster skins, weird colours and the sword and the gadgets and the gizmos and, you know, you just you just didn't get any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as someone who, I, you know, I've never seen any, you know, I've never seen any of the, the sort of classic um, Universal Monster movies. I haven't actually seen any of the Hammer stuff that we did in this country. I like so, so, so from a sort of nostalgia or, or ref, referential point of view, that doesn't really do anything for me, to be honest. Um, I'm more of a fan, oh, in classic horror stuff, I'm more of a fan of the 70s Carpenter or Dario yeah, Argento. Yeah, like I, I watched Suspiria the other, the other night. And that's, yeah, that, that's more my um, taste, uh, <laughs> you know, the, um, the Jello stuff. So, so fine. I mean, that's not everybody, but yeah, it's going um, it's going to be a while before Marvel does any Jello <laughs> Well, But <laughs> we'll get there. We, we will get there. <laughs> I think. Um, so yeah, I just missed. You know, it, it, you know, and I think it's the the episode does suffer from the from the it, you know it, it's still a bit Marvel House style. You know, there is a flatness to the lighting. It, that I think it is. isn't helped by the black and white. I think actually it looks it maybe looks a bit worse with that palette. Given given what people said, I was surprised by how much it didn't stylistically deviate from the sort of standard Marvel thing. Like I did, I did love it, but it was very much a normal Marvel show in black and white. Yeah, and I know I also ne- another I never really got a good sense of of the of the maze thing. I was I just I, that that didn't feel it felt really like a set to me. Whereas you know the room that they're in that felt that felt like a real space sure but but the you know wherever they are when they're they're hunting man thing and actually wherever the whole complex is just didn't yeah it didn't feel real enough and i bet and i would bet if you know that the black and white didn't didn't help didn't help with that you know like i couldn't even start to tell you what what country maybe they're in you know are they in america are they in eastern europe are they i, th- I just you know so and, i think you don't i think any- some of that might be deliberate yeah like i th- i think it is <laughs> part of the tonal texture of of the show is that they want to keep it like looking like backlots and sets rather than location stuff and you know they're they're trying to keep it sort of vaguely maybe it's eastern europe maybe it's you know some crazy castle out in the middle of nowhere in america like just that sort of thing yeah but yeah but you know you know what rules like locations are cool <laughs> and so oh we wanted to make it look like a set i uh, to that i'd go like but why <laughs> oh because that's what those old movies did okay fine uh, you know w- w- what is that what is that how does what's the point of doing that today what are you trying to apart from simply being a reference point what's the purpose and then you know and then because the tone of the thing it, it, you know you're not actually doing a true true callback to to that classic stuff you're just not you know you're it has the some of the visual trappings and you've got that you know I, I really hated the the odd digital like blot blotting effect you know as though the the film was damaged and then you've got that the kind of weird like oval frame on the on the screen at times like sometimes <laughs> sometimes within scenes i just i just thought all that was um it was just very, very empty, very sort of surface. Mm, I, uh, for me, it, it helped create a mood, and I think that's good enough reason to do anything. Fair, fair. fair. Yeah. We can agree to disagree. What uh, another kind of comment I'd have? Not, not so much. This is a good complaint, you know. Is that I, I kind of wanted a bit more of it. You know, it really was over quickly. Um, yeah, I mean, this if this does anything, it's it's already make the case for. Instead of making six episodes, just make one ninety-minute movie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like um, I've been saying, I kind of think there. I think if the if the opening sequence was five minutes longer, or a few, you know, had another couple of little beats, the episode would have gone from sort of fun and good to to possibly really great. Because I just don't, I'm just not sure you have enough sense of either of the either of the two main characters and i think particularly bloodstone like i get i I get i think she probably has the harder role of the two in some ways because 
yeah, but I, I wonder whether she's miscast or maybe he, you know, the direction wasn't there because she's supposed to, you know, I, I think she's supposed to be really steely, um, and like a cool badass, and I just didn't really get that enough from her, and I didn't, I'm just not, I didn't care, you know, you spend the good first half of the episode kind of following her as she's as she's trying to get the bloodstone, um, and I, yeah, I don't know, I just needed, I just would have liked a tiny bit more context. Why should I care about this character and her and this pursuit of hers? Um, and then I, and then, yeah, I, 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 I think if she was steelier or, or maybe Mina, you know, they probably softened, like, cause she's in the next, she, is she in next wave, the comic? Is that, is that the character? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I remember her being like, just a really proper mean arsehole in that. She's just really cruel. And they, and I'm sure that's, that's smart to soften it for, for the MCU a bit because you don't want to turn too many people off. But, um, I think it would have played, uh, the moment where she's like properly terrified in the cage with him would have played mm-hmm. better if she was like such a more extreme badass in the first chunk. Um, and yeah, and yeah, and then by the end, I think we're supposed to be like, oh, is she, you know, what her, what are, what are her motivations? Is she, you know, it's because obviously the Bloodstone sort of setup seems pretty kind of bad, right? They don't seem like the best people. And I feel like the the her in the chair at the end you're supposed to the episode wants you to be more, ooh, I wonder what what you know, what side is she really gonna be on? Yeah. And I just not sure I I was there with it. Um and I think it was a performance thing. I don't know your thoughts on Laura Donnelly, um who I think I've seen on the stage. I think she was in the ferryman um a few years ago. Um, but but audiences will know from the Nevers, right? The recent the Josh Whedon show that we should read. Yeah, yeah, that, we I, that I didn't watch. Yeah, <laughs> but and then is there one other thing? Was she in Outlander? Out, Outlander, Outlander's the thing she was in. She was uh, Janet Murray, Jenny Jenny Murray. Was she the lead? No, she no, because um, Katrina Belf's, Belf's the lead, right? Yeah, she's just again okay. didn't watch Outlander, but she was in it for three years, so you yeah. can you can assume she was fairly prominent. <laughs> So that's what people I think will know her from. Um, she wasn't a ferryman, yes. So I would have seen her in that for sure. Uh, so what do you what do you <laughs> so think of her in this? <laughs> I thought she was okay. You know, uh, Elsa Bloodstone is one of those characters who, outside of that one next wave run, which is you know basically so stylized as to be out of continuity. Uh, I don't have much expectation around. Um. You know, when she when before she turned up in Next Wave, she's the kind of character who I would have written off as like a D-lister. Mm. Um, and again, since then, I haven't really seen anyone do anything interesting with her. So, I think maybe not having any particularly strong feelings about how that character should be portrayed made me think, sure, I'm I'm into this version. Um, and again, getting the feel of of Buffy from the episode, you know, I sort of, I expected her to be a kind of heroic lead in some way. So it didn't mm. surprise me too much when she was in that, um, in that role. Um, and, you know, I would, I would like to see more of those, those characters and specifically her and figure out what she was doing with the Bloodstone and, and what happens next, you know? If they did one of these every year, I'd be very happy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's because there's not much, uh, you know. It's it's that you don't get a lot of context for any of it, really. No. Now you okay? You got he, he, this Bloodstone guy. He was a monster hunter. He's, they seem pretty dogged on monsters equals bad, um, and then they've collected all these other monster hunters, including. But uh, just explain this to me. So, do, are we supposed to? Is, is Jack Russell there at the beginning under a different name, you know, because he's trying to go and rescue Man thing, or he is there as Jack Russell? I think probably that, right? I think he's there as Jack Russell, yeah. So he seems to be, at the end, he's like pro-monster. He's sort of pro-monster because he is a monster, but he also yeah. has killed 100 monsters? Or, or has he killed 100 other people when he's a werewolf? Uh, I I couldn't say for sure <laughs> what the hmm. um, intention is there. I, also, I sort of think did, maybe maybe he's maybe he's killed a lot of bad monsters, but he's a good monster. Sure, because the other thing is they they're surprised that he's a werewolf, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. 
and yet how did they know him to book to book him for this gig i don't i don't think he was booked for it i think they know, certain up. certain people knew about it and showed up like but if you were you know, they're, just... they're surprised when elsa turns up right so it's not like they know everyone individually who's coming but they have their own numbers they they have their own kill counts like yeah it's if they don't know like you just say you've you killed a thousand you know <laughs> just make a number up because they don't i saw they just they don't seem to be like a good audit on some of these some of these monsters details that's all i would say yeah that's fair um and on the on that opening you know i think i'd like it to be a little longer maybe 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 the the, the same amount of uh, banal um because actually you kind of need <laughs> him to be revealed later i would say a bit more of elsa and then i think the other bit achilles seal of this episode is um i would like to, to, the other monster hunters just to have a, a a bit more personality you know to play a bit more of a role in the in the hour um because they all had cool looks but uh, <laughs> they're mostly they quickly killed. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And and you know they, it was like a diverse mix of, of performers, and I guess that's you know that's that's the shorthand for oh they you know they, they this one's a tall lady and this one's a fat Scottish guy, and so that's maybe that's enough. But and maybe they don't want to burn characters that are, are in the monster side of the comics universe on these. I think these that's, that's probably it, right? I was surprised to be honest that there were as many recognizable characters as there were. And who are the, so who are the rep- I mean, just is it just the three of them, or well, so, are so yeah, Jack Russell, Elsa Bloodstone, and you know, Ted, Ted the Man Thing. Yeah, is that his name in the comics? Is his name Ted? Yes, that is okay. that is his name. I like that. There's like I feel like there's quite a pregnant pause when he's like call him by his name, uh, and then me <laughs> as the audience like, is he going to say Man Thing? And then he says Ted. I mean, yeah. no, you wouldn't know that if you don't know that his name is Man Thing, but. Like that is maybe that's quite a hard sell still to say out loud on the show. <laughs> His name is Man Thing, like the Man okay, Thing. Yeah, fine. Especially because um, he is a Swamp Thing. Yeah, he's a fucking Swamp. That's already it's taken. That's already okay, taken. But did did Swamp Thing come first? Or Should I, t- I tell where... you now? Right. Yes. The, tell me now. The origin of the that those two characters mm-hmm. is that the two creators who came up with them were roommates at the time funny but both claim to have independently arrived at their own swamp monsters <laughs> absolute bullshit right <laughs> just that it seems like that is a very for legal reasons we have to say this but you know it, it seems very much to me like they both went let's do our own swamp guys <laughs> you can do one for dc yeah. and i'll do one for marvel okay you talking as you as you want to have a mouth yes okay my one won't and we'll have red eyes is that cool yeah, that's fine. Um, do you I mean, it's, it's possible. Yeah, like, yeah. It's possible they were all also drawing on the you know the same pop cultural sources, right? They probably walked. They probably, as they were walking to their house, just saw like a big old heap of moss, like yeah. <laughs> with two like twigs sticking out of it, and they were like, "Hmm, sure. they make kind of a cool character." And he, when he touches people, if they're afraid of him, they burn. That was, I mean, because his power rolls. What, what's the I feel like what's the line is there like a comic the line is whosoever knows fear burns oh. at the touch of the man thing oh james get it into my veins right i was very, very cool. happy when that person set on fire oh yes exactly because again i like that they don't say that in the in the in the show they should have um, said it in the show but they completely show you know that that is a pretty co- pretty fucking comics accurate both look and and power set yeah um yeah he's cool he's really cool he's my best friend uh we're gonna be we're gonna be pals i do think it's fun that uh, by the end of the episode i'm like oh this is this dynamic here this is just han solo and, and chewy or rocket and Groot, mm-hmm. except what if the first one was also a hulk that's like that's what yeah. this is that's <laughs> what's going on here and fine that's pretty cool um but yeah man thing's cool um he he's been captured but he's he's been he's got a bloodstone on him which makes him weakened he seems pretty strong with the bloodstone on him <laughs> yeah i mean that so I, I know. you know that's the <laughs> that's the thing isn't it he's already extremely strong does he have any other powers in the comic they tried to do man thing comics before right which i think the, which oh, I they've done so many that. there are some there's one really good one by um <laughs> Oh, let me remind me. It was the Strange Tales one by J.M. Uh, DeMatteis and Liam uh, Sharp. Okay. It's incredible. It's like Sandman level good. Wow. But it, 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 you know, it didn't hit, so it sort of disappeared. 
And um, Man-Thing was the lead. Yes. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a comic called Man-Thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's one of those things where, like, the, the real characters are the ones around uh, him, you know? Yes. Um, well, I want them to make a Man-Thing show. <laughs> Hence, a, a thir- like a, a, a Daredevil Born Against Star 19 episode first season. And it's not, there are no other characters. It is just Man-Thing. Just getting into getting into scrapes. Because <laughs> he's fun. He's fun in this. And, the you know, actually, the dynamic is, is again, I mean, I think it is a pretty fucking lift from those other things and various other, various other, other things. But, uh, you know, hey, it, it's, it works. You've got a big guy who speaks a language that the audience doesn't understand. Then you've got a little guy who's a bit of a scamp. <laughs> uh, who, who can just kind of riff off what the big guy says? It's yeah. like, it's a, it's it's a it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> in fact, there are two of them in Star Wars, right? You got or three of them. You got you got Solo, Chewie. You got C three PO R two, and I guess you got Ray and BB eight, kind of. Yeah, like, I've never got, seen Star Wars. I don't know what you're talking about, man. You that's not <laughs> you've seen the you've seen some of them. I mean, <laughs> I've seen a few of them. Yeah. Okay, fine. But uh, <laughs> so that's Star. They want to get a bit more Star Wars in this. That's that's fine with me. Um, what do you what did you think of Gael Guest Garcia Bernal? I thought he had a very interesting energy, um, and again turned the character of Jack Russell into something actually interesting. Because again, on the page, I have no expectation for Jack Russell other than he turns up and turns into a, into a wolf man. Like he's just not interesting to me, um, and I can't say I've ever read a comic with him in that I can remember. So hmm. any any performance that isn't any way interesting is going to be instantly more uh more captivating to me than the comics version is. Hmm. So I I was quite pleased with uh, what I saw. Yeah, it's, it felt, it sort of felt like he had a bit of a take. He was sort of he wasn't like a a, a sort of it wasn't like a Bruce Banner thing where he's, you know, a shy retiring scientist turns into a big hulking monster. It was it was more someone that had had sort of done the work on themselves to to make sure. peace with with this thing that happens to them and put what do you say put systems in place. Yeah. Um, someone like you know weirdly quite who seemed he didn't seem burdened by that. <laughs> quite sanguine um, about it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it you know it didn't even seem that sort of freaked out when um, you know when he realizes oh he's going to turn me into into werewolf by night with you know in the cage with her he was like okay let's we're, let's, we're looking around what's the plan he's a bit of a sort of trouble solve yeah here's um, here's solve. what you need to do when i yeah, am I'm gonna sniff you yeah. i'm gonna sniff your wrist uh and then we, everything's gonna be fine <laughs> yeah i enjoyed that <laughs> yeah no i i agree and again it's some of those narrative choices i thought were really um just original you know mm. in in and a way presumably, that Gun. Well, I mean, presu- I presume that's him under the prosthetics. That's Bernal under the prosthetics, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, because then there's a. I think he's he's you know I, you know we don't see him a ton in this, but he's he's doing a bit of a performance again under that, which is fun. <laughs> um, and there's a lot. What, 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 to, there's a lot of performance to do under mm, the makeup. Mm. That action, I mean, the action scene is really excellent. We, you know, we kind of get a bit of a corridor fight, Daredevil style, right? You get yeah, the, yeah. As the door's going down, you've got the fun stuff with the blood on the lens. You know, there's, there's, there's more gore in this episode than I would have expected. So, I don't know about you. Another good reason for it to be in black and white, I think. You you could not have got away mm, with that in colour. Yeah. There's that one where, where she, I think she kills uh, she kills a guy with a sword at one point that I thought was was like you know three percent away from being quite shocking three <laughs> percent away from way. being dc eu yeah yes yeah, i think it's he like falls to his side and then she just like puts the the sword blade against his neck and then shoom, uh and yep. it's like oh okay Oof. um <laughs> and the man you know this especially the last man thing where, you know when he burns um what's what's the actress name god who is in uh um uh, Phantom, not Phantom Thread. The, the PTA movie. Well, who am I thinking of? The, you know, the, the villain of the, of the episode. Who am I? What's her name? BB uh, Saturn Harris. Is that it? Well, I don't know. I can't. You know, I can't pull actors' names from. No. Um, have you seen? Have you seen? Uh, what was PTA's movie from the, last year? God. 
Licorice Pizza. Yes. Have you seen yeah. Licorice Pizza? I have. I you loved it. Harriet Sansom Saris. That's, that's the, the one. And she's got that, inc- like, the best scene in that whole movie where, I, I think, close to when, you know, when he takes her to the 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 agent and she's the agent and she's got this it's just this it's got such an energy to it she's on the phone for the first chunk and then she's mm-hmm. talking about how it looks and how you never take your top off or anyway uh she was re- i thought she was really good in this actually <laughs> you know with she had very little to do you know um but she she was great she was great I'm more of her and it's a shame that she gets burned up at the end yeah yeah it's always a shame to lose a character <laughs> It's always a shame. They are like like our our children. <laughs> it's a shame when we lose one. We've got to wait for the reboot. <laughs> um, what else? What else? What else to reference in Werewolf by Night? Um, you know, I think we've covered the bulk of it. I do want to say that Man Thing has a really cool design, and they replicated it mm. brilliantly. Yeah. Um, I would, given given that that character's powers include the ability to cross dimensions, or rather, he guards what? the nexus. He guards the nexus of realities, right? That's his what? thing. Cool. Yeah, yeah, interesting. That's okay. how um, Howard the Duck when he came to when he came to you know the Marvel human world, mm-hmm. he comes through the nexus and meets Man Thing on the way. Yeah. So obviously we've you know we have we have kind of have had the Nexus reference right not yeah. since One Division I want to say um, but I mean what if what if Man Thing is like the lead of Secret Wars <laughs> I mean it is it is the multiverse phase right so yeah, there's a chance we'll see him again soon and I I kind of hope we do who else could you know so I was saying to my husband just now you've got they're clearly building out the monster shit right mm-hmm. you've got you've got Blade. Yeah. I think you've got Black Knight. Yeah. sort of now is part of that. Now you've got Well by Night. Uh, mm-hmm. sh- I was going to call him She. I'm going to call him She Hulk. Man Thing. Man Thing. <laughs> man Thing. Yeah. Ted, Ted the Man Thing. Man Thing. Um, and Bloodstone. Uh, who are there? Are there other low hanging fruit? You know, <laughs> Saracen. Who? Saracen. Who's Saracen? He's the guy in She Hulk who thinks he might be a vampire. Okay. In the comics, he is a vampire. <laughs> Do you? Th- what do you think the chances are that we get um, Dracula? Because you know he's kind of been prominent in the comics in the in recent years. Actually, he's. I think the Avengers who has that has that have Blade in in it in them like are doing some kind of vampire war with Dracula or something. Uh, you know, do you think we'll get Dracula? Um, my issue with that is it, it, something. Something about it seems off for Dracula just to turn up in the Marvel universe. You know. Like, even though he's public domain. Yeah, yeah. And I have that problem in the comics as well. I just think, like, this guy shouldn't be here. (laughs) Like, why why is Dracula real in the Marvel Mm. Universe? It doesn't quite work for me. Mm. So who are we missing, then? Who... I mean... If not Saracen. Various Ghost Riders slash Vengeance. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's true. Ghost they're, Rider. they're the big ones, right? They're the Midnight yeah. Suns. Um, you, I could see, I, I could see that. You know, I could definitely see Ghost Rider even being in. Well, I mean, who the fucking knows what Blade is at this point? But you know, <laughs> I could see, I could, I could see, I could see Nick Cage's Ghost Rider in the next few years. Back. I, I think they reboot rather than no, and, well, and that, and that. I think, I think, sure. we, I think we could see both. Um, but yeah, I think Morbius as well is the is the obvious one. But again, mm, well, I, I suspect they're going to not so. not go too close to that. Uh, what about uh, Frankencastle? Frankencastle cool. would be fun. You know that is that is a def- that is a way to get um to get Frank Castle sort of in the in the MC in the in the more in the clean MC. You could just do the Frankencastle stuff. Yeah. John Bernthal as Frankencastle teaming up with Werewolf by Night and uh, fucking Blade, Mahershala Ali Blade. <laughs> it would be a, it would be a hard a sell. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be so cool. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. There, there's the character Zombie who is Simon something. What? There's a character. <sighs> His name is Zombie. Yeah, I'm just. I'm well, going to look this up. Just, just feel for a second while I look just it up. Feel for a second. Yeah. Um. Well, of course, I shall fill by talking about the following 
topic of uh, Simon Garth. Simon Garth. I was about to start my whole point. <laughs> Simon Dark. Okay. I, I fully believe you, Simon Garth. Um, Garth. Yeah, who appeared in appeared in Tales of the Zombie from 1973 to 1975. <laughs> okay. So, so, sorry, that's low hanging fruit, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't oh, necessarily from, uh, go so. <laughs> Seventy years ago, there was a zombie for two years, and yeah, he's yeah. We've just cast uh, <laughs> just cast Jack Harlow. <laughs> he has turned up since. Um, that said, okay. I suspect if they were going to have a zombie, they would have one of the Marvel zombies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is there any like a? Is there like a underwater guy, like an eel man? Un- underwater, um, yeah, like a slithery guy, some kind of creature from the. I, I mean, Atlantis Lagoon. Yeah, there's probably someone in in Namor, right? But there's probably someone in Namor. <laughs> probably, sure. I think. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the other ones. Brother Voodoo, probably. Oh yeah, Brother Voodoo's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's more of a he's more of a mystic because like I think there is a I mean they're obviously they relate but you've kind of got the mystic corner and then you've got the monster corner and they do feel a bit different right brother Voodoo, yeah. isn't he more mystic guy yeah yeah so I'm giving that a <laughs> <laughs> okay you're not allowed brother voodoo in because <laughs> well, mon- monsters unleashed that would that was the comic right that's the if there's a kind of monster team brand in Marvel that's that's the name and that's what they'll that's what a team up thing would be called presumably yeah, right? absolutely yeah and is um, there like a core team is there a core monsters on Un- monsters unleashed team is Blade i mean in monsters uh, unleashed is Un- unleash a team they call themselves you're asking me to dig deep for this because it's not <laughs> stuff i've read in any great detail also the first i've googled monsters unleashed you know do you want do you want to know what the first result is go on. it is the movie scooby-doo 2 monsters unleashed so that hasn't Totally helped us out there. It's not penetrated um, pop culture that far. No. Um, Hell Hellstorm is the other guy, right? Oh yeah, but yeah, they, they already did that TV show with him, so he's and not gonna, he's not oh. going to be back. Uh, Allegedly, I, think, like, I never watched it. Yeah, I think half of one person watched that that show. Yeah. They watched <laughs> half of one episode, so I don't know that we have to worry too much. Did that ever, did that even actually ever get aired? Is, is that I'm a cartoon? Pr- or is that I'm live pretty action? sure it's live action. I'm pretty sure it's on Disney really? Plus. Really? They made a Hellstrom show. That's mad. It is. That's, I don't. It is. Damien Hellstrom. Oh, he looks cool. He's got a, he's got a goatee and a big old thing on his chest. Yeah, at least a in, pentagram. Uh, a pentagram. Evil. E- on this most evil of nights, that even that is too evil for me. <laughs> he's the son of Satan. Oh Jesus! Not that guy. No, he's Satan. 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 <laughs> okay, so let this, this. I'm just reading a bit about Monsters Unleashed. Uh, ran for. It's, it's that same period, it's 73 to 75, where I guess everyone was fucking nuts over for monster shit. Yep. Um, it ran only it went 11 issues, fine. Uh, sister titles including Dracula Lives, Tales of the Zombie, that's your main <laughs> Dracula Lives. That's, yeah, I mean, Dracula that's, Lives. That's not what he does. <laughs> yes. It's the opposite. And Vampire Tales. Um, it was published by Marvel's parent company, Magazine Management. Hmm, I prefer Marvel Comics. <laughs> I'd rather work for a company called... Marvel Comics than magazine, magazine management. management. Yeah. I work for magazine management. Oh, what do, what do you what do you do there? Um, yeah, we manage magazines. It's really <laughs> really is clear, super clear. Um, a magazine apparently, Monsters Unleashed was a magazine rather than a comic book. Okay, uh, and that's why. Hold on, this is, it did not fall under the purview of the Comics Code, allowing the title to feature stronger content, such as James. Are you are you okay? How's your heart rate? I'm I mean, to describe the things that could be published in this magazine. Worry, worryingly low at the moment. Okay. So it's, it's featured stronger content such as moderate profanity. <laughs> partial, moderate profanity, okay. Partial nudity. Partial. And more graphic violence. Okay. Um, is that is that extra graphic violence or more graphic violence? I think it's, uh, yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> both. Um, who else? Oh, here's a, here's a couple of other characters that we haven't mentioned. So we've got we've got Man Thing. Mm-hmm. We've got oh, this is just this, this is a cop out. The Marvel version of the Frankenstein monster. Well, that's I mean, what's your spin there? Is there any spin there? Uh, the bestial Wendigo. Could do when, Wendigo. Wendigo is notable for appearing in Wolverine's first appearance. Yeah, it could do Wendigo. Yeah, uh, and and we've quite another female character because I've got to say, not a ton of female characters that we put Sure, there. the superheroine. Tigra or Tigra? Tigra. Tigra, yeah. Apparently he was a monster. Okay. Um, oh, it was edited by Roy Thomas. Wow. 
Now that guy. That guy. He wrote some bad issues of X-Men. He wrote... <laughs> Moon Girl Devil Dinosaur? Yeah, I mean, the the cartoon of that has just yeah. aired recently, I think, right? That's true. It's already taken. Um, okay, so that's Monsters Unleashed, the comic. Uh, again, yeah. No, no, I don't think there's any low-hanging fruit there. I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think Simon Garth as a zombie in the comic Tales of the Zombie probably is the closest we're going to get. <laughs> But you could see, you could at the very least see you could see werewolf and man thing and Elsa and Blade and a couple of yeah, ghost yeah, riders, yeah, a, and a couple of couple of cheeky ghost riders, yeah, for just thrown in for good measure. Um, yeah. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Well, I ho- I hope we see more of them. I just hope we see more of man thing. I don't really care about the rest. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm, I'm like ninety eight percent man thing, one percent each of the other two characters probably on balance. <laughs> But did you see? I mean, to the, to the question of will they, you know, will there be more? But did you see? Like, uh, I think there was a they got a werewolf by night, a guy to dress up as well, but werewolf by night and run around the Avengers campus in LA the other week. So that's you know that's a character getting pushed, I think, uh, in about yes. the cheapest way possible. <laughs> yeah, they just paid like some sort of a twenty-three-year-old jobbing actor. Hey, do you want to be in the MCU? Oh my god, yes. Okay, <laughs> put on this costume. And uh, go up this tower Get out there, for about start five harassing minutes. people in the queues. Yeah, <laughs> and you can promise you, you can say, uh, we, yeah, well, Nate, we'll call it a Kevin Feige production. You can put that on your on your spotlight. Okay, go, 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 go. Steve, you got this. And be a werewolf. It's also it's a werewolf character. Be a werewolf by night. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Okay. Um, well, I think I think we've covered everything. We've covered all of it, all of the show. Um, Yes, liked it more of it, uh, and it'd be and be interesting to see you know to see what Michael Giacchino does next. You know, it would it would it, uh, it almost wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the in the world if if in two weeks they say, oh, you know who the director of um, Avengers Secret Wars is? It's well, Michael Giacchino. Let me tell you, Blade is looking for a director, right? So, oh yeah, that, that's a really good point. That is a really good um, point. Should we should yeah. we talk briefly about the music? Because <laughs> actually, the the score done by Michael Giacchino kind of is you know un, unsurprisingly kind of a you know a bit of a thing in this yeah um i think it's it's reminiscent of all the stuff we've talked about it's it's used in some you know particular moments to punctuate things you know what scores do but but i was not shocked um i was not shocked that the score was a good and b felt really connected to the you know to the content yeah i enjoyed the uh, song choices as well the kind of 1940s yes, yeah. stuff for sure yeah um, it was good. It was good. Let me. I'm just going to go through. I had some notes. Let me see if we cover them all. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to read them verbatim. Note one: Wish other hunters had any personality. We covered that. Uh, note two: Black and white pointless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> note three: Music obs a big component, <laughs> and I have written obs. Obs, yeah. Um, you don't really get enough Elsa pre-hunt to care about her. Okay. This next <laughs> point: It just says man thing rules. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, not scary at all. I think I wrote that before the the sequence. You know, <laughs> before the scary bit, yeah. I'm not sure it's it's not, but it's not scary. Is it? it's not I mean, really as scary, scary as anything on cinema in cinema can be, right? It's just let's oh, mm, let's mm, unpack that a little bit. It's just when, scary when was the last time you were genuinely cinema? scared by a film? Um, I watched. Uh, well, I, I watched Don't Look Now last night, and actually, I found it really boring <laughs> and not scary. I, don't, I mean, that's a radical take because, um, yeah, because people think that movie's good and scary. And I'm like, oh, it's, and it's just a dwarf at the end and he's dead. And he's, things are spinning around. I just don't get sure. I don't get it. I don't get this. Uh, anyway, uh, come at me in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I watched The Ring, the, the the American Ring remake the other week. Uh, that's quite scary. Yeah, uh, come on. Come on. Uh, Suspiria. That was kind of spooky. What do you want from me? What do you, what do you mean? Yeah, I, want, you some... I want genuine terror. Um, Shall I tell you when mine was? Yes, yes. Arrival. The the, the Amy Adams Arrival or a different one? Yeah, no, that one. You found that scary? What was yeah. scary about the, Arrival? The bit where they're rising up into the spaceship for the first time and she's only got fucking Hawkeye for protection. <laughs> he is good with arrows, though, to be fair. He's, yeah. you know, he is, he is all right. <laughs> but, that, you know, I genuinely I didn't know what I was going to see. I didn't know anything about what was inside, whether it was going to be malevolent or benevolent, whether it was going to be human or not. 
you know, that, that uncertainty and the scientific likelihood of it was genuinely scary. Yeah, fair enough. I also watched The Shining the other day, that movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll fuck you up. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Um, enjoyed the silly tone. It's my next comment. Like, like how terrified she seems once she's locked in with him. I thought her performance, I've said it before, her performance in that bit was really good. Mm-hmm. She seems, she really seems genuinely really scared. Um, fun blood on the lens. Um, he gets the performance right. Not sure she does. I'm going to drag Laura Donnelly there in the final note. Um, but uh, Laura Donnelly, all the best. All the best to you in your future endeavours. <laughs> we hope to see you as... Uh, is it Ilsa or Elsa? Elsa. 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 Like, like Frozen. But not Ilsa like Ilsa Faust from. Oh, I tell, I tell you what, Rebecca Ferguson would have been a better Elsa Bloodstone. You can, you can do tell. We, it's do we not, agree? You can tell it's not Ilsa because they spell and pronounce their names differently. You can tell it's not what. <laughs> you can t- you can tell it's different because it's different. Yeah, is that what you basically just yeah. said? Okay, cool, cool, useful. That's why people come for this. This is the good stuff, guys. This is the good content. <laughs> you can tell a thing is different because it is different. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's a philosophical point in a way. You're, make, you're actually making quite a grand statement there, <laughs> which I do appreciate. Good. Uh, <laughs> That's what people come for, yeah. Werewolf by Night. Um, do Is the sequel going to be called Werewolf by Day? Or uh, Monsters Unleashed? Werewolf by Tomorrow Night, probably. Werewolf by Tomorrow Night. Yeah. <laughs> werewolf by Monday After Next. <laughs> evening. <laughs> that would be a really good naming convention. Werewolf by <laughs> Tuesday Week, yeah. <laughs> And it's just it's just him for like fifty minutes, just because he's not transforming. Just sort of pottering around, you know, doing his admin, um, <laughs> uh, sharpening a little tool maybe. And then yes, Tuesday week comes. Oh, and those monsters there are going to get scared. <laughs> he's coming. He's coming for you. <sighs> I'd watch it. I'd I'd watch the hell out of it. Um, although my my housemate, as as I start this up, uh, started this up this evening. He, he he did the thing of oh uh, more Marvel content more garbage nonsense spewed into the world. Um, so yeah, I mean I'd watch uh, I would watch uh, Werewolf by next Tuesday week, but but yeah, I think that's where we're at with uh, that's where we're at with Marvel content. <laughs> like okay, another chapter of the content sphere. Yep, just put it in my eyeball holes. <laughs> <laughs> we love it though. We love it. it makes us feel alive. Gets us, you know, gets us, gets us through gets the us day. Out bed in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah! It's a new episode of Werewolf by next July. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm gonna wrap it up. Are we done? Wrap it up. I'm keeping wrap going. It, You're gonna have to wrap me up. Wrap me up like a mummy. Wrap me up like a damn mummy. It's <laughs> Halloween. I'm spooking out. I'm spooking out. I I will say uh, that that is it for the episode. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at cine underscore verse. I am at James Hunt. Reese is at Reese. You can email cinematicuniversepod at gmail.com. No one ever does that, but we do check it sometimes. Um, and if you're not listening on Patreon, you can follow us on uh, patreon.com slash cinematicuniverse. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Ooh, spooky. I'm spooky. <laughs>